Let us not be ashamed to speak what we shame not to think. Michel de Montaigne In a realm abound with fragility and fabrication, truth is forced underground. We must, as sentinels do, provide sanctuary to the marketplace of ideas. And so, let us prepare to proclaim boldly and contend forthrightly before the court. This is Candor and Counter. Hey guys, welcome back to Candor and Counter. I'm Chris. I'm David. I'm Sean. And we're back from another week of digging. I like how it ended up. But it was a whole week of should we or should we not kill people? Like, right? Yeah. yeah. A lot of the videos end up lighthearted or detail oriented or things like that, but it's it's hard to escape the fact that it's a pretty heavy Person. Yeah, pretty morbid. So this is from a thought track that I was on earlier, but I wanted to keep it for the podcast. Um I assume you guys saw Jordan Peterson's talk like opinion on it. Yeah. The like three minute interview. I had seen it before that, before you posted it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he brought, brought up quite a point that I didn't think about was the state having the power. Yeah. So we're right in the meat of it for me already. This right. is where I'm at. Cause I, I mean, that was one of the main points that like, once I saw that video, everything kind of clicked together for me and made a whole lot more sense as to like how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I mean, you, you brought us here already, so I'm just going to go ahead and yeah. say it too. There's more we're going to talk about, but uh, I believe there are crimes for sure worthy of the punishment of death. There's no way to avoid that issue in my personal opinion. I don't think that it's a wrong choice to decide that someone deserves to be punished by death. But putting that power in the hands of the state, in the hands of the government, that was the eye opener for me. It, I don't know why it didn't click already, actually. Right. When, when I saw the video, it was very, I mean, like it connected a whole lot of things that I hadn't thought about yes there are things worthy that make you worthy of being put to death while i don't think it should be in the, in the hands of the state you you can't put it in the hands of people related to the victim or the victim themselves because then it's not unbiased so there's no way to ensure that process. Right. Right. So if you can't put it in the hands of the state, which I feel like they shouldn't have, if it shouldn't be in their hands and it shouldn't be in the hands of the victim, the one who got wronged. And I'm specifically mentioning here the power of the state over its own citizens, I should say, because we give the authority of the government I mean, in war and in other things, the power over human life in some 
sense. Yeah. And I don't think that it's, I think that it's fair to acknowledge that. It's not like we're saying the government doesn't ever kill anybody. I think that we need to understand that. There's also the issue of what do you do when you have these international bodies that have these, I mean, this isn't U.S. code here, but, you know, Nuremberg trial, genocide type stuff like we talked last time. It, there obviously comes a point where something has to be done, right? Like you can't. You don't just say that guy goes to prison. Right. You you can't. Somebody who has committed war crimes, genocide. But I think that we are attributing that power to that international body. You see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, let me start here. Someone would, a devil's advocate in this situation would point out that that is inconsistent because you're still giving the state power to decide someone's death sentence, but they're just a separate, they're not an American citizen per se. So I wanted to make clear, I'm not making this decision to go against the death penalty on a moral grounds that the government shouldn't, I'm sorry, not the government, but that a human life isn't, I don't know if I phrased that right, that a human life can be taken in punishment for a crime but that I'm isolating that to the American citizenship, you know, isolating it away from the American citizenship. That's what I was trying to get at because you're still giving them that power. I, I, in my opinion, I don't, I won't say that a warlord or dictator doesn't deserve it. And I'm okay. If the government in accordance with its allies decides that or the that, jury in that's that a case good point or whatever. That, uh, while I was researching, I ran into, uh, we mostly talk about local stuff, right? The U.S. But death penalty exists outside of the U.S. Yeah. It's rare. It I is think rare. There's is only, it? yeah. Really? There's, there's only like three. That's surprising to hear. Three international yeah. bodies, yeah, I think it was. It's less than a handful. I didn't sure. look into that. Yeah, it's pretty rare outside the U.S., for someone to be put to death for a crime. We have one of the highest in America. Absolutely. Hmm. Now we used to be pioneers in that area and we were the first to sort of reform the to sort of reform our penal system and I mean, start England, drastically reducing yeah. in England. I mean, kids would be put to death for stealing. No kidding. I mean, it was back in the day. Well, yeah, way back in the day, but it it was a death punishment, a death penalty. When the pioneers came to the U.S., they said, "We're not going to make it so harsh because we need the people here to survive." So they they reduced punishment, all this other stuff. They also wanted to be different than England, so in many different ways. But that that's mostly besides the point. While I don't think the state should have the power, the answer to the question that was asked wasn't whether 
we think the state should have the power. We, it was whether or not we think the death penalty is a good or bad thing. And I, I largely, I mean, I'm on the side that it should exist. I agree. I think it should exist. Uh, but I don't like the way it's handled for the most part. Yeah, I mean, there are crimes that warrant it, right, for sure. I don't think I would personally, I guess it's kind of conflicting, but I don't think I would personally sentence anyone to death if it were in my power. But, you know, I don't disagree with the death sentence. As a punishment. Yeah. The only thing I get caught up in really is is just how it's implemented in in this country today. Yeah, I think um I think I've changed my mind. I just I know that like you said the question isn't you know, should the state have the power to execute? But it's essentially what they're saying. I mean, is the death penalty a good or bad thing? I mean, in this case, they're I'm sure they didn't clarify but or Kara didn't clarify, but I'm sure the reference here is in America, you know what I mean, of American citizens. Is it a good or bad thing? Okay, if you want to go strictly by those words, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing to want. I think that if, like Jordan Peterson said, if you're mother or sister or brother or whatever is violently murdered and burned alive. Like, and you don't want, you know, if you don't have that initial, like homicidal rage, you know, that reaction, that impulsive feeling that's, you're not wrong. Like that's a natural human response. Right. And it's justice when it happens, you know, when it's, criminal justice when the only way to at least even remotely come close to evening the scales is to take that other life. There's no arguing that point, but does that belong in our society? And the reason that I say no, isn't because it's morally wrong. It isn't because it's not deserved. It isn't because of any of that because you can still feel that way and then say, but should a government, I think that makes it a bad thing when you say a good or bad thing, should the government be responsible for killing human beings? Do you trust? I don't trust the government in so many areas of my life. I don't trust the government to spend my tax money. I don't trust the government to handle my personal freedoms. I don't trust the government in foreign affairs currently. You know, I don't, tr- I don't trust the government. And I don't think it should be within the power of the state to take a human life. And I'm not trying to convince you guys otherwise. I'm just trying to say why I end up on this side. I flipped. I really... I felt it, and it's so funny because it's so cliche for me to listen to a Jordan Peterson clip and go, right. oh, my gosh, 
but because states are if, the biggest players in history to become the greatest monsters. Oh, I agree. So if you pull that power away and say, you don't have that power, you don't have that power anymore. You cannot execute. We don't want you to be able to permanently take anyone's life period. Any American citizen whatsoever. I mean, I, I agree. It, it, I get caught up on the point where if somebody is deserving of the fact and you don't hand it to the government, you can't hand it to the, I mean, I, I wouldn't allow someone who is, I mean, even if you give them grieving time, there's still anger left over. And I mean, they have a right to be, it was someone who had been taken early from a life that could have, you know, well lived over 80 years. But I feel like you can't trust it to the family to decide what punishments would go through. Why? You'll have to humor me for a minute because I'm not following you. So explain to me what you, why are we talking about the family okay. and their if, if decision? It's, if the power isn't handed to the state, who is it then handed to? I'm saying you remove the option of death from the table. If the option of death is removed, then you're handing someone who could have killed 30 people the same sentence as someone who dealt drugs. And I feel like that's not equatable. Well, I don't disagree with you. I believe there's a lack of fairness in that option. And I think that that acknowledging that you are in some ways punishing the families. Like I don't, I'm not unaware of that fact. And it's not like that's the goal. That's definitely not the goal. Let me put it this way. I realized I was watching the Prager U video. And that Prager U video is, is very pro death penalty. Yeah. Right. I connected with that video really well. But I noticed something, and that is the PragerU video is mostly emotional responses. And not that emotional well-being isn't important, but when you're trying to figure out a solution, it's important to not let it be the deciding factor. Does that make sense? It isn't an unimportant factor. But in a in a logical decision and a careful decision it emotions can't be the deciding factor okay and so there are a lot of mo emotional plays in that video emotional arguments and emotional arguments aren't logical arguments okay an argument that someone should be punished because of their crime and an, a commensurate punishment or an equal punishment befitting their crime as a fair argument but using an actual killing and putting faces to them and making you emotionally appealed to the character and the person that's being the family uh, who would be otherwise affected by the lack of the death penalty, it sensationalizes an idea 
and I'm not saying that those people don't truly suffer. I'm saying in the place of the argument, it's not a, a fair um, argument for it. It's just an emotional response. Okay, that being said, we used those emotional arguments last week. Okay? All of us did. Yeah. We emotionally connected with the person who would suffer if that person wasn't killed for their crime. And we knew that there was a lack of justice there if it went unpaid, if that penalty went unpaid. Yeah. So I acknowledge that that exists, and it's not a trivial matter. It's not a small thing. But in the larger picture, when I view my personal preferences, especially in the face of a more and more oligarchical and centrally controlled government, that's we're going that way. We've been going that way for 200 years. And as we get more and more centralized, the power to the people gets farther and farther away. And the justice system gets less and less connected. And that's really the only hangup that I have is that the justice system is run by peers like the jury and all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So that's that, that it has going for it because it's not like you're just saying you can just execute whoever you deem necessary. Yeah. It's not like we're giving them carte blanche to just kill people, but I feel like, um, our government is less and less a viable, trustworthy option, even the justice system. And so I don't, I, I want to take that power away from the government. And I realize that there is a cost to that. There's no winner in this situation because yeah. whichever way you go, you know, did you, you shared that video that mentioned the, um, Doctors and their Hippocratic Oaths. Yeah. So the doctors and their Hippocratic Oaths. So they don't participate in the execution. So untrained prison guards, you know, have to yeah. kill the prisoners. Right. With medical equipment that they're not, they had a crash course on. And dosages that they don't understand. And we wonder why lethal injection is one of the has the highest rates of botched executions, but it got left out of last episode. We had talked about percentage of botched lethal injection, electrocution. It's very surprising. I highly recommend everybody take a look up on that. Oh yeah. I forgot we cut that out, but yeah, lethal injection is one of the most botched executions there were even more so than the electric chair. It was like 7%, 7.1 or something. It was up there. The electric chair was, Low, really was, efficient, yeah. if I remember correctly. Was, I think it was close to 1%. Yeah. Yeah. But it had the most executions because they'd executed like 4,000 oh, yeah. people or right, whatever. Right. Um, Lethal injection is a modern thing. Yeah. But I acknowledge the lack of justice. I don't... I, and I think that's super important because that's the one goal of the justice system. Right. Yeah, to... The reason I struggle with the abolishment of the death penalty is because it's with justice comes fairness. And I think that a fair punishment befitting the crime is it's a key component to a justice system. 
Because, I mean, you can't, you know, someone steals a pencil from a school death penalty. Like, that's obviously not. Mm-hmm. I struggle to understand if you remove the death penalty and you get life without parole to someone who killed 30 people. And that's the same punishment as someone dealing drugs or trafficking drugs. I don't, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I, I, that's not fair enough for me to accept that as a, as a justice system. I mean, I agree there too, but it just feels like there's too many discrepancies with the state having the power for it to still be justified. If they were better at it, if there were less innocents executed, which I don't know the, I guess there's no real way to know the true percentage of that, but well, there's, there's I will say there's, they haven't proven a single one actually. Really? But not posthumously, no, but, Judging by the numbers of people that are exonerated and the number of people that have been killed, it's statistically impossible. We've definitely killed people. We just don't know exactly how many. The time and effort it would take, the amount of money a state would have to spend to to exonerate someone after they were dead is never justified in spending, so it's never done. But I agree with you. I mean, there is... It isn't the only reason that I disagree, which there were... Even last week, there were reasons we were on both sides, you know, because we could see both sides of the equation. It's still the same way, really. I mean, yeah, we, we like, can both all feel the weight. We, yeah, we all still sure. agree the state shouldn't have the power. It gets to the point, though, where all of us are kind of like, yes, they shouldn't have the power. But the force of justice outweighs that risk is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, and it is a low risk. I mean, the system is set up, to be honest, the reason I'm using the state having the power to kill, my reasoning relates a lot to my mistrust of government and where this will go in the future. In my opinion, governments can be some of the greatest monsters that exist. Right. You know, they have killed hundreds of millions of people over time, and our government is not that yet. It doesn't necessarily mean they will be and it doesn't necessarily mean that this has always been the right answer i mean our founding fathers had the same mistrust of government they wrote the documents to reflect yeah that and to balance those competing factors in government and they trusted the death penalty in in a lot of cases so it's just but for me after seeing the trends of the 21st century and how much a government can go wrong. But who's to say, I mean, a government, once they get that much control, I mean, they can tend to just do it anyway. So even without it on the books. You know, out of all the topics that I thought we'd finally split our opinion on, <laughs> I didn't think this would be the one. I, I'm i happy that we actually found something that we disagreed on. Well, where do you land exactly still on the issue? I think the death penalty should should exist. Okay, yeah. But <clears throat> in reality, it isn't a large number of cases that we're talking about here. I mean, there's just a few things that could be handled better. But it seemed to me that lethal injection is indeed painful. 
for the victims. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it it contains paralytics, so they can't show it. Yeah. Right. And I don't. I think we That's talked been, about that too. Yeah. It it's supposed but to I render them unconscious, but the question is, you, it's not like you yeah. can. <laughs> but oh, I just it's not like you can know if it's just a paralytic. I can't remember exactly. Especially if you're an untrained guard. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing that goes into it, right? I remember reading that, like, whatever chemical they put in with the anesthesia dilutes it. And that's what has a hand in the effect of them still feeling a lot of the pain. But, yeah, the untrained people doing the injections. I read one time this guy was getting stuck with a needle for two hours by, you know, the guy trying to execute him. And he still never found a vein. He had to go back, wait another two years, and then he was executed. And and I don't disagree that whatever that guy did deserved death. I just, it's, but that's just not a responsible. If any of you have gotten shots before or gotten your blood taken and you happen to have like thick veins or any of this other stuff, you know how it feels to get stabbed multiple times? It's, Imagine two hours. Yeah. I mean, I don't honestly necessarily care about their pain. I really don't. I mean, you could... I, I'm not trying to be crass here, and I don't support the death penalty at this yeah. current position. But, like, you could line them up. I don't care. You could line them up and pull the trigger. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have this hang up over cruel and unusual punishment over someone who's like that. Like I truly believe they deserve to suffer and die, but I just, well, I've already made it clear. I just can't, I just can't give make myself open that up to the state, even though it's already been open and I've already accepted it as I got, as I grew up, it was just normal to me. And, but I mean, they made, whole movie about green mile oh and i wanted to go back on what you're saying david because you we didn't really address your concern we didn't talk about it much but you were saying the disparity between the crimes and the lack of disparity between the the punishments. punishments and i think it's fair to say i don't because we already acknowledged that I mean, true fairness would be that person would die. And I don't don't disagree with that. But in the actual, and this is actually an argument that's made by other people as well. It, it forces a reduction to keep the sort of same hierarchy of punishment. It, it does that force you to reduce all other crime punishment as well. Right. So like this sort of, does it scrunch everything downward since if, since the peak is just, if right when yeah i mean i would say that if other punishments got less punishment if other punishments are reduced then i there wouldn't be as much of a problem i would have with death penalty being pulled off Mm -hmm. my problem is you can't punish someone for not taking a person's life with the same punishment as someone taking a person's life that's where my conflict comes. Yeah, I understand you. And there's no way to erase because, I mean, like, someone who's brutal, even like you said last week, without killing someone, if you ruin their life through terrible, heinous crimes that maybe didn't leave the person dead but left multiple people 
wounded, disfigured, or emotionally abused, you know, that person should be behind bars for a, a long time Absolutely. or life, you know. And so, but you're saying, well, if you're just keeping, you know, someone who murdered 30 people behind bars, it's the same punishment. And I get that. I, I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I do think that there are current failures in our system. This drug law, the, the drug laws since the 90s have just been absolutely ridiculous. People shouldn't be in prison for 30 years for a, for a drug crime. Right. It absolutely shouldn't be. I and, mean, yeah. And that's, I guess, a whole other topic. We're getting into <laughs> right. Whole other drug crime sentencing. But you made the drug comparison earlier. I think that maybe it was an unfair comparison on yeah. your part because what you really meant is even, even violent crime of unequal magnitude gets the same punishment across yeah, the, I mean, at, at that it's, limit because like you lowered that bar so much. Saying assault, right? Uh, I don't know. What's the average term for assault? Like seven to ten years or something? Uh, it's probably about right. Anyway. I mean, that's probably that's, lower even if, depending on the type of assault. Yeah. Domestic assault or, and battery or like, with a deadly weapon yeah. or whatever, and then it becomes so that is a, a a number that doesn't matter how many years you spend because that, that that's a number that was offhandedly chosen by the state because you can't say hitting beating someone assault without a deadly weapon say for for you you get four years. There is no logical connection between those two. That was just a number of years picked by state that people said, yeah, we're happy with. So saying whether it should be more or less, that's completely personal preference. Yeah, and it, and it also, I mean, in some places it runs up into the judge to where they can just right. arbitrarily pick a number within a range. But and that's true. There is a log logical comparison to say, if you take a person's life, you spend your life in prison. You Because you don't get to have your life anymore. Yeah. Right. And I think that, I mean, that's fair. If if that was if the... If you want to draw that line, yeah, you don't get out. I'm, I'm willing to accept that. Because there's a logical comparison between the punishment and the crime that gave the punishment. Right. So if all crimes are reduced, all not all crimes, all punishments are reduced so that they compare to that logical comparison between you take a person's life, you spend your life in prison, I think that's acceptable. I, I think that's acceptable too. I, I mean, I do think that there needs to be a balance on the lower end. Yeah. I mean, I we talked about how we feel about drug crime and that kind of thing. And I know we're not here to analyze the entire penal system, but or the entire justice system, but it, it would be messy to have a shift like that. I don't think that you would even get that through any kind of, any kind of reform. It's, it's too messy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like any kind of, I mean, reform it's, it's has a, to be able to be understood. It's a whole rebuild of the entire judiciary system. Yeah. It's not, or at least the punishment. Yeah. But bringing it back to the death penalty, I mean, I, 
I don't know. I mean, if the death penalty can't be decided on its own, no, that's not fair. It's not fair to say that. I was going to say if the death penalty can't be decided on its own merit, not compared to the other crimes around it. But I, I changed my mind. I don't think that's a fair way to look at it because, I mean, a comparison to other crimes is perfectly acceptable. Right. At least I, I think so. Yeah, now that I, like, I think back to what I just said, like, still taking part one person's life versus taking 30, like, there's still that comparison that needs to be made. Yeah, I thought of that when you were bringing that up earlier about life versus life, but, I mean, there is still a higher, you're going to end up with a higher quantity, like somebody killed more than that yeah. or whatever, and it's it's a line you have to be willing to draw if you're going to make that call. If you're going to say no death penalty, then you yeah. just got to say it. Like, like, there can't be... Well, this one was just so atrocious, you know. But well, I guess you you could. Like, there's a line that constitutes mass murder, right? So okay, uh, I see what you're saying. So you're saying you do literally draw a line in the sand, and you say, you know, more than five people, you're a mass murderer, and mass murderer get death penalty. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you could do that, I guess. And then you're just not saying. I mean. Because you're not saying no death penalty. Right. You're saying death penalty only for mass murderers. You know. But is it, and it, because you're not doing it on moral grounds. But why reform it in that case? If you're not using a moral argument. And, and you know, what is your argument at that point? take the power away from the state, but you still gave the state the power. So I'm not sure less people on death row, but also like mass murderers are almost always known unless they are framed. There, I mean, there's no getting past it. Mass murderers are typically caught. Yeah. They aren't found per se. Yeah. They're caught during the act. Yeah. But or in the chase. after. Yeah. So like Boston bombing or you, whatever. There, there's no need for death row, if that makes sense. That's a good point. A mass murderer would just be put to death. Hmm. I just thought of a point that made me a little bit like American citizen turned terrorist. I said the Boston bombing, and that's what made me think. Those were American citizens, I believe. Tariq. I can't remember his I name. I think you're right. And his brother. But like you're saying you kill all these people, you maim all these people, you mass mayhem and and life life without Hysteria. parole. Yeah. For life without parole. Man, I hate this so much. It's a deeper topic than I just can't the moral implications, I just can't. And I argued against this earlier, against the emotional argument. <laughs> It is. It's hard to avoid. Well, yeah, it is hard to avoid. I mean, every, even, to me, every aspect is hard to avoid. They're yeah. all. But like, even without the, they all have a lot of weight. emotion attached from a logical standpoint. You take a life. You you should lose yours one way or the other, whether it's life without parole, or. 
death penalty. An eye for an eye. Because otherwise there is no fairness. I don't know. I'm I'm not saying that I don't know. I'm not saying that this is an easy decision for me because it's not. I don't, is it? It, yeah, I I feel the same way. But I I still really I still really want to avoid giving the state the power over its citizens' deaths. Yeah. And not to mention, oh, uh, I saw this brought up is that it's a little bit hypocritical because obviously the people don't have the power to take human lives legally, but the government does. And that's a bit hypocritical. I mean, and to be fair, this process, this, how infrequently people are sentenced to death in the United States and how frequently they are executed. It shows how stringent the process is. It's not like, I mean, to be fair, and on the other side of my argument, you know. How many was it's it? Not like, it was like 20 people. Yeah, it's Roughly not. Some, it's definitely yeah. not insane. And it's not like the power is being abused. And not only that, how could it be abused, at least currently, in this in the current state of in things. In the current state of but things, I just said it's, that away it's from jury mind. decided, it's it's peer based, it's all on paper, so like they have to meet certain criteria. It's not like we just go around just meeting Get, out the yeah. death sentence to all kinds right. of people. It's it's not that arbitrary. I do kind of get the feeling though that the issues with how we handle the death penalty are taken a little complacently by the government, I mean, not by, you know the people like it they mean not, the failures in the in the process yeah yeah it doesn't seem like they're trying anything to fix it you know that's a fair point there's no there's no driving factor in there to iron out those issues oh yeah yeah that's you true. know you just have like a dying man <laughs> that's true and yeah. like no one can really prove that it's it's still or excuse me no one can really prove that it is painful mm-hmm or it hasn't been really proven scientifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's no accountability either. I mean, there's no, it's not like there's yeah. some department over their head saying you got to do this or do this that way. And I, I sort of understand it. I mean, once you've sort of absolved yourself of responsibility for that person's life, like once you not responsibility, but like once you said that they are worth killing, it's much easier to, I mean, detach yourself from it. Right. Yeah, to minimize, you know, the collateral damage, yeah, right? That's true. Well, personally, it's hard for me to to feel that way. Uh, I mean, maybe if I were a victim of it somehow, but I can't see it that way, really. I would, I don't know, I can't get away from my humanity when it like comes to Like if you were that. in that personal situation, if you saw it happening. Yeah, yeah. The failure, the failures in the system. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I would feel uh, yeah. obligated, know. maybe. I mean, well, yeah, like I would just feel empathetic or pitiful. I don't know. I, I know what you mean. Where, like, if you're gonna, even if a man killed thirty people and he he deserves to die, there there's still a level of humanity where you still have to recognize that man is a human. 
at some point he was a kid. He had a childhood growing up. There, there, you still have to like honor humanity in that way. I think. So I do agree with the death penalty and injustice and fairness, but on a more personal level, it still does feel wrong to do so in, in, in the same right to me to kill another person. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so you're never, cause you're never changing that. Like you, yeah, you can dress it up and call it execute. Can you can still murder? Yeah. It's, it's, it's still murder and it may be peer sanctioned state sanctioned murder, but it's still, I don't disagree with that. Well, right. and I, th- I think I, I don't know if I phrase that properly. Cause I well, think I would rather say it's peer sanctioned state sanctioned killing. I think murder is a specific. Oh yeah. I think murder. I don't it, know the definition of murder. <laughs> I, I think murder is a, like all killing isn't murder is what I'm saying. Right. You know, I mean, it's soldiers don't murder. You know what I mean? It's not the same thing. There are constraints to that term. I feel like, uh, I phrased what I wanted to say wrong too. I mean, I believe injustice and, I just mean I recognize the individual that is being put to death as an individual. And generally, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know. I'm getting lost in my own thoughts. <laughs> happens all the time. I just start thinking about it more and more as I talk. And it's like. it. it this is one of those topics that you just get buried because every Said it a lot. I said it in the Kendra episode. This is so much deeper than just a person dying. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. I mean, because you have these, you know, these ramifications that reach out into the society as a whole. You have the ram the personal responsibility and the and the consequences of that decision with you and how you choose to vote, you know, based on that. And then you have the powers that you give the government involved and you have the suffering of the families involved and you have the personal responsibility to ensure justice is done because anytime you give on one front, you, you lose on, you the, lose other. on the other. It's just, you normally, you have to decide, you know, like you, where you just come down and you say, well, I recognize the shortcomings, but this is where we have to err on this side, you know? And, you know, I said that I switched, I, I'm, I'm, it's still hard to even say that because I, I lack so much confidence in it, you know, uh, but I, I, I should state I'm still not a hundred percent like, yeah, that's clear. Especially when we came up with, um, or when we started talking about like the possibility of like reducing other sentences or where the mass murderers are put to death, the murderers are given life. You're saying if there was other options on the table to discuss yes. rather than just an all or nothing policy. But yeah, like if there could be an all out reform, absolutely. I would sign into that and be a part of without erasing it. Yeah. Yeah. 
be a part of like trying to build this new reformed structure if the reform existed. But the thing is, and we I touched on this earlier, I mean, with the design of the United States, this discussion has to be had everywhere. Yeah. You know, it, it just can't be this microcosm. And there are, I mean, there are organizations dedicated to sort of serving this greater purpose and reforming the system so that there is a better balance. And I think that would be the best approach too, probably, especially if you're looking at it coming from both sides, if you're trying to find out where would the compromise end up. I think that that is a, a likely common ground, a place of abolishment and reform together, you know, where people can find the answers they're looking for in the reform when they have to feel like they're giving up on a principle in the abolishment, yeah, yeah. you know. And, I, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here, but I, I feel like that we all sort of came to an answer in like, I agree with you, but if we're to go with an all or nothing approach, good or bad thing approach, and we all had to come down somewhere today, like we were supposed to check a box on a voting card, I think that I would check not to support the death penalty. And it would cause me a little bit of sleeplessness to do that. Yeah. I'm and, on. Yeah. Cause I, I, whichever box we check, I know that all three of us are, would be unhappy that we had to answer yes or no. Right. Mm-hmm. Either way. That, True or false, like you only got two options, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but you feel like you would check I think I would check keep, yes. To support yeah. the death penalty, right? And Sean seems like you're I would check no, yeah. Just because as a concept, yes, right? But no just because of how it is in today. The cons outweigh the pros to me. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the pros still have a ton of weight to them and I can't ignore it. Yeah. Like we said earlier, I think that you acknowledge that there's going to be suffering on some side of the equation because we have reached a point in civilization where we deplore barbarism in an ancient past that punishment was meted out fairly quickly and righteously and heavily and brutally and maybe that provided some closure and justice to the system. But that trade-off that you got was the undue process. Right. You know, you didn't get a fair process. And right, so right. the error, the margin for error was much greater. And so as we went up in civility and our court system started to catch up with that, you, you, the scale tips the other way and you get less barbarism and violent punishment and closure and uh and fairness and more safety for the citizen from being falsely accused imprisoned or executed i didn't mean to come into the topic so heavily but jordan peterson got on my mind like 30 minutes ago Mm. sorry 30 minutes before we started talking and i wanted to talk about it because he had brought up a really good point you didn't want to lose it yeah well we weren't going to miss that point because it turned my whole like that's what yeah and I knew when I, t- 
I know I referenced this earlier, but it's I so knew, ironic. I knew when I did it, I was like, you listen to it and you're like, I can't. Can I just not agree with you for once? <laughs> right. Can you at least make me look like I have my own brain? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's why I like that. We ran to this. I didn't, where we found a topic that we disagreed on. Cause I felt like we were agreeing. I mean, and it's because raised by the same, we talked about this before raised by the same father, like around the same circumstances, but. And it's been a growing concern. We want to provide an example sort of, of what it's like to be on other sides of issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll get there more in some other places, but it's just been hard because we, so much of this recent, <laughs> the last or the first um, eight episodes or so revolves so much around the individual worth. I know you were going to get there, David. We were going to talk about, so all three of us love philosophy. So if that wasn't already clear. Yeah. But all, all three of us love philosophy. So when, I mean, whenever we hit a topic, we're like the, the philosophical side, we, we need to talk about that. And I like the way we hit it in the candor for this episode. Cause it wasn't so heavy. Like we hit in the last episodes. I mean, we were emotional. There was an emotional attachment to the... Yeah, it wasn't overanalyzed. And that's what we wanted to be. And I was afraid with my sort of understanding of of the emotional argument that came in this episode, you know, that I was talking about with Dennis Prager. I didn't want it to sound like I don't care. I, I am emotionally driven to want them executed, okay? So I'm going against my sort of emotional instinct to try to put some control on the state and that I do that for the purpose of, I feel like it's very easy for the populace to err on the side of get them what they deserve and then not pay attention to the state. Does that make sense? I mean, to rally behind the executioner there which is fair, but it's, it's a, dangerous. It's a thing that's always happened. Right. I'd like to point out. Uh, people used to gather in their Sunday bests for executions. To celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's not far to say like, and I, I won't discount the fact that we've come a long way since then. Right. Yeah. But it's, I think it's fair to say that people would still gather for executions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Especially depending on who and what they did, right? Like, I mean, yeah, especially if they're nas- like nationally famous, right? It's, exactly. It's a sensationalized story, yeah. and to what you were saying, there is a an inherent danger in allowing the death penalty to remain in your society. I think, and not that it discounts or changes your mind. I'm just saying, like, you acknowledge that the human proclivity. Oh, yes. I see what you're saying. To just punish and to do it unwaveringly or unthinkingly. Like that is a tendency of human beings. Yes. To just want to exact justice before, you know. And I think that this is a preventative. And I know that it costs people dearly, those that already lost something. What's a preventative? Uh, Abolishing the death penalty is a preventative for the abuse of a system or misuse or error in a system 
or uh, state misuse of a system, you know, all of the different mm -hmm. ways mm -hmm. that. I mean, it could be abused. Yeah. Every, every system you design can be abused. Yeah. And I, and I, anyway, I wasn't trying to tear down your point. I just, I was just saying, I, I think that we, we all acknowledge the other person's trials in their decision, you know? So this time we can't say what we normally say. Right. Which is we came down hard because we, we did anything but come down hard. All of us are yeah. still. We don't feel fulfilled in our decision. Yeah. And I don't think that anybody can. Well, I mean, I guess some people can. Dennis we, Prager, we Dennis Prager was. Right. Yeah. But all of us are. I want to say we're still on the fence because there's we still recognize that there's an answer that we have to make. And we'll just be a little unhappy that we have to answer if that makes yes. sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's the size so, of it. So that's where we are, guys. And we hope that we didn't bore you. We hope that you <laughs> got to witness something here. So we're going to move on as we sign out. I just want to remind you, if you want to follow along with the things that are going on in the world of Candor Encounter, you can check our Facebook page. We always put our updates out there and new episodes, new topics. So check in over there, comment on us, like our page. If you're listening to us on an Apple device, go on Apple Podcasts, give us a good review, please. If you're on our website at the top of the page, you'll see our link for Podchaser. Give us a review there. Let us know how we're doing. You can also go to counterencounter.com slash submit. Submit a topic there. We'd love for you to. All right. Well, guys, really glad you came. We're going to miss you. We love you as a human being. Come back and see us. So until next time, take it easy, guys. Other than that, I think that's it for us. Glies, Glies, hey Glies, Gladys. <laughs> I've never made that voice ever in my life. I just made okay. <laughs>